Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyered Up podcast. We all hope you are still staying healthy and safe during this uh, quarantine part of the uh, the coronavirus. Well, I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, and my partner is Chris Mayer. And honestly, not much news has came along in the NHL in the past week. Really, only news is that from the Ottawa Senators, one of their players have tested positive for the coronavirus. It ha- a lot of people say it's Nikita Zaitsev, but as I scroll through like the Ottawa like Twitter feed, it really doesn't say like the team hasn't like specifically said who got diagnosed, but a lot of like insiders are saying it's Nikita Zaitsev. So we're just going to go with Nikita Zaitsev has tested positive for the coronavirus. And besides that, really nothing else has come along with the NHL in news regards. Nothing about the season possibly coming underway. Nothing about any new playoff formats like a last episode. It's just... It's been really quiet so far, and there's, like, and just going back to across the world now, like, Philadelphia itself, they just announced that uh, it's going to be people have to stay in their homes during this. No one can really go outside and do anything except except for going out for essential needs, basically, basically all that. You can't even go out in groups anymore, so that's basically where we stand in the city of Philadelphia. But anyway, going to some fun topics off the coronavirus, because I don't want to deal with that for a couple minutes in this episode. <laughs> so, if you were a Flyers fan today and you wanted to watch some hockey, NBC Sports Philadelphia did show the rerun of Game 7 between in the 2010 series against the Boston Bruins, where the Flyers did beat the Bruins 4-3 to to complete the reverse sweep in that second round. So, it's a pretty fun game to watch, but if you're talking to me myself, it's just... Like back then, yes, that game was amazing. And I always go back to watch the highlights of that game on YouTube, but it's just like, I don't know for me, I just don't get the same jump to watch a rerun of a game. It, it and like, I know there's really nothing on TV to watch and NBC sports Philadelphia has to put stuff on to at least get some ratings, but it's just, just rerun games in general. It's just, it, I don't, I don't get the same vibe feeling yeah that. i mean obviously no, none of us do <laughs> I yeah mean, it's not like i mean that's like, an obvious I, thing but yeah and, and i understand where you're coming from it's not like you know i i was joking around with my dad and i recorded when Gagne scored and we're both jumping up and down like <laughs> hugging each other just like joking around it, like it, it was completely staged we literally recorded it like 20 minutes ago um <laughs> but like it like it's not like i i, I did i wasn't even a fa- I, I, I didn't see the game live i, I wasn't a fan so me looking back and see, actually seeing the goal live and seeing the play before that and stuff is pretty cool. I never, I've never seen the full game, yeah, so it's, it's basically like I can you know relive history. Yeah, um, I could definitely, I could definitely see it from your standpoint because you were, yeah. you weren't a fan of the team and I'm like, oh, this is what the game was when it, it mm-hmm. probably was live. Yeah, it was sick. I mean, like the only thing I've really seen is like the highlights. It's just like the goals, couple saves, and that's it. Yeah, that, yeah, that that game was itself like. <laughs> Just like that. I mean, like the Bruins two posts in that third period. (laughs) Like it was crazy. That was a crazy game. It's just like going down three nothing in the first period to Peter Laviolette's timeout to the Flyers battling back down from a three nothing lead while down three nothing in the series is pretty self evident in itself. To how the series finishes four to three and you finish the game by a score of four to three coming back down from three nothing. That that was just a perfect ending to a perfect series for the Philadelphia Flyers. Sadly, they did not go on to win the Stanley Cup. They do lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. But, you know, those times were fun. And sadly, who knows if the rest of the NHL season is going to happen. There's a possibility because, you know, the NHL does want to award that Stanley Cup. But we're going to have to wait and see until 
all this blows by, it's probably going to take a lot of time from here on out. But, you know, like we said, we're going to plan on doing some fun things to talk about in these episodes. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about mine and Chris's top five Stanley Cup finals of recent history. So when I mean wrist in history, for me, I go back to I was born in 1998, so I'm only going back to Stanley Cup finals that I can remember. Same thing goes for Chris. He can only go back to Stanley Cup finals that he remembers to where we could both get an actual opinion on it. Because I can't go back, oh, the 1977 World <laughs> Stanley Cup final was the best. I, I, I can't make an opinion on that because I didn't see it. So I'm going to go back to finals that I can remember myself. So, Chris, do you want to start off with your fifth Stanley Cup final. Sure. So since you're doing yours where it's like you pick the ones that you've seen, I did that too. So mine's a little bit shorter um, since I became a fan in the 12-13 season. Uh, I picked from that cup final until now. So my number five is from the season I became a fan, the 12-13 lockout, uh, the Bruins versus the Blackhawks. Uh, it was a great series, very evenly matched. Uh, the Blackhawks scored two goals in 17 seconds to win it. It, it was crazy. Um, that is, number that, four. It's a, a nice pick. It's a nice yeah, pick. Definitely. Uh, number four, I did see. I I went out of the box here because I've seen um you know a couple highlights from this, and I know I just said that it was you know all the ones from uh, what I've seen, but I I picked one that's not from the year that I've seen. I picked 2011 Boston versus Vancouver. It's my number four. Um, they actually played the 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 Bruins championship video, like the whole thing where they talked to like the writers and like all the broadcasters and stuff. And they kind of like go through like game by game. Um, and not even just the cup final, like the, the whole Bruins playoff run. And that was on initial network. And I was watching that earlier. Um, and I hated listening to Jack Edwards, but besides that, it was pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. Side note on like when you were talking about the Stanley cup final video for the Bruins, it's funny because my, my father collects, I think he's collected every Stanley cup final video since they were made. So I think the first one he has is either the New Jersey Devils or the Detroit Red Wings. I can't remember for sure, but he, I think he has like every DVD of each Stanley Cup final yearbook from like, I think at least 96 or 97. So that's a nice little collection. I think the last one we did get was the, the St. Louis Blues, but it's a nice little collection right there. But Chris, you can go back to what you were doing. All right. So my number three I picked 2019 Boston versus St. Louis. Very good series. Uh, seven games. It was, oh my God, it was just an electric series. It, it was, it wasn't like as physical as, you know, recent series in the past, but there was a lot of goals, a lot of good saves. Both teams were insanely good. The atmosphere, uh, I thought that was a, good, a really good series. I went number two is the year before, uh, which is Washington versus Vegas. Very good series. It was just, Insane to see the Capitals do what they did when they beat the Penguins in the second round. They go and they, they shut out Tampa in Game 7, and then they go into Vegas, and they win. They lose Game 1, and then they win four straight. Um, it, it was great, man. It was, it was such a good yeah, series. Yeah. And, and and plus the story with Vegas, too, their first season and everything with that. It was awesome. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. And my number one was from 2015, Tampa Bay versus Chicago. And mm. I single-handedly picked that because of Kimo Tiemann, and he's one of my favorite players all time. Uh, I only saw, like, about a year and a half of Tiemann in, uh, around, like, a year and a half, two years of Tiemann in as, as he was in the last couple years as, as a flyer. But even still, man, he was just one of my favorite players. Um, he's a great defenseman, and watching him see the cup, um, it, it was just awesome. So that would be my number one series. 
Oh, yeah, and I, I love what Jonathan Taves did, too. When he first looked at the Stanley Cup, he went right to Tevin in to give him mm-hmm. it. That was just... It's always nice when you see, like, um, like veteran players who finally, like, win the Cup in their, their like, last season. Like, you did, Colorado did the same thing with Raymond Bork mm-hmm. when he finally won the Stanley Cup. That was just, like... It's fun to see moments like that. Imagine, like, players like... Like, say if a player like Yarmir Yager never won the Stanley Cup and he was still searching for it. Imagine uh, Yager, like, age 43, he finally wins the Stanley Cup. Can you just imagine that? I know. And I feel like that's going to be the thing with Thornton if he ever wins it, or oh. Marlow. Oh, God. I, I, I pray that Joe Thornton wins the Stanley Cup. Like, I know. Honestly, if the NHL, like, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if the NHL season does not come back, he'll definitely be a I'll lot be playing more rest- year. Yeah, he'll definitely be a lot more rested going into next mm-hmm. season. So hope I I just pray it like like he needs to go to a Stanley Cup contender like oh, he yeah. was saying that during the trade deadline this year and he was pissed off that he didn't get traded but th- this man just needs a cup he just does he does he's he's played too long and he's too good to not win but one thing I wanted to add about what you said with uh, to Taze uh, when he gave it to team and he's like he's like like after he 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 lifts it and it's like chemo <laughs> it's great but I love it's it. funny because my dad. Every time, and like ever since my dad has seen the the thing with Ray Bork, when Sackett doesn't even lift it, he just hands it to Ray Bork. Mm-hmm. My dad always, my dad always bashes Taze that because he didn't just give it to him, he lifted it first and then gave it to him. Mm. I mean, I can see where he's coming from, but yeah, even still, it's I, like, I can, I, I yeah. can see that, but like, I guess like what ta- it's like it's you're clinched off a third cup in like what five six years, yeah. So, so it's like it's a it's a new game. It wasn't like what it was back then, but it was still a nice touch of Taves giving it the chemo first. Yeah, and, and and I think the Bork thing had more had more of a story to it than oh, Teeman did because I don't think Teeman played many playoff games. He didn't. And Bremen Bork was like one of the was a top NHL defender for like yeah. majority of his career, and he like mm-hmm. he was. He's been the finals with Boston, but he just never the team was never able to get over the hump. And that, that was literally his final season yeah. of NHL action. Same thing with Kimo Timonen, but I think the Raymond Bork story was just more Yeah, I would because say, that emotional. was like the whole league around it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna transition into my top five. So I'm gonna start with my number five and I'm gonna throw in a little bit of bias here. So we're gonna go with the twenty ten Stanley Cup finals of the Chicago Blackhawks and the Philadelphia Flyers, sadly. We all know Chicago won in six games, and the goal that no one still knows that went into the net that Patrick Kane scored in that game six overtime, and I still cry to this day. I still hurdle up in the corner, ball tears in my eyes. It's just like I can never go back and watch that game. Like I'll go back and watch the highlights. I'll just skip the overtime. I don't want to see that again. It it, it just leaves the biggest pit in my stomach. It like does. I like I wasn't a fan, but I I feel the pain. It's just like oh my god. It's just like going and, into that final. Like the, the just the city was so electric and like like I said, this was my first year being a season ticket holder, so it was like extra special to me. Like I was like oh man, we became season ticket holders, and they go to the finals. Like we're the reason we went to the Stanley Cup. I was <laughs> I was I was that stupid of a kid, but it's me and my dad. We're the reason. <laughs> but it was just like that. That final. That final. Give was me a cup so, ring. Honest to God, that finals was so lopsided when I look back to it. Oh, like yeah, so God. many goals were scored. <laughs> it, was, it was not a goal. Game, battle. Wasn't what game two part. like seven four Chicago or something yeah. like that? Yeah, game two was like seven four seven five or something. I think it was mm-hmm. seven to four Chicago. The only game where like I would say no more than three goals were scored was game five. And black and the Chicago won that two to one. And going back to the fly for the flyer standpoint, just they honestly could have won game one, but it was just 
Michael Layton wasn't playing up to standards like he did against Montreal and Boston. I have no idea what happened to Michael Layton. And I remember, like, I think this was, like, recently that Aaron Asham was recently interviewed and, like, talked about the uh, the 2010 finals. He said that the Flyers would have won that series if they had Ray Emery in the net. Yeah. And sometimes I say that myself, too. Uh, rest in peace, Ray Emery's soul. But it's like, I do, like, when Ray Emery went down with that season-ending injury, it was just like, if they did have a healthy Ray Emery in the net, but, like, I also go back to, what if if Ray Emery was in the net, do they come back down from 3-0 against Boston? Do they go down 3-0 against Boston regardless? Do they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals with Ray Emery in the net? Those are questions like that you spiral in there. Yeah. But it's just like, I, maybe they win the Stanley Cup if Ray Emery was in the net, but Michael Layton just, I guess, lost the magic touch after that Montreal series, I guess. Either that or, either that or just Chicago was just too good. Um, Chicago was a beast. Oh, I know. But, I mean, Montreal was the A seed, so that might have something to do with it. But it's like that they were still, still, in, you know what I mean? Like they beat yeah. uh, Ottawa and Washington, mm-hmm. and, and they beat they beat the uh, what? No, Washington was the President's Trophy winning team that year, I think. And then San Jose was like the first place team in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So they be, they swept the first place team in San Jose. That was surprising. Yeah, for how good San Jose was that year. But it was just right. Washington. They just had the upper hand and. Niemi played better when it came down the stretch and he wasn't that good in the first few games of the series, but when it came down to the like game five, game six, he was better. Yeah. He's, he he just, he made really like important saves and, and all the goals he gave up were tough goals, screen goals. They were goals of that. They're, they're hard to stop. It's not like he gave up some, some easy goals. And, and do you think, do you think Danny Breer should have won the con smite that season? Cause he had yes. like over 30 points. He had 30 points. He should have won. He should have won. And I, Who was, I, it? was it? Was it Taves that year or was it Kane? I think it was Kane. It was Kane? I believe so, yeah. I'm, I'll look that up. Yeah, because I don't remember who won the con Smythe specifically that season. I think it was Taves or Kane. Or it could have been. No, Duncan Keefe was a couple years later. Yeah, so. he won in 13, I think. Or no, he won 15. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think it was Taves, Taves. or Kane. Taves. It was Taves. Yeah. Okay. okay. So back off of those nightmares for a second. I'm going to go to my number fourth pick, and this is also a little bit of bias for me. This will be the 2018 Stanley Cup final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. We all know Washington won that in five games. and I, There's bias there for me because Alex Ovechkin is my favorite player outside of the Flyers organization. So I, I love Alex Ovechkin to death. I cried when he lifted the Stanley Cup for the first time, how crazy he was going. I cried that run that Washington went on like you said, Chris. That was just amazing. Yeah. And like I said, if you're a hockey fan right there, seeing Alex Ovechkin finally lift that Stanley Cup after so many years of disappointment and after so many years of fans saying uh, he doesn't have the right tools to get to the Stanley Cup final, finally see him lifting that cup. It's hard not to shed a tear. It, 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 it was it so was difficult. Hard. Yeah, I agree with you there. That that was that was one of the best series I think I watched. That like that was that was one that had a really good story behind it too. Kind of similar mm-hmm. to Ray Bork. Um, like with as I said earlier, with Vegas and you know obviously Ovechkin and stuff like that, and then how they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that's just another. Thing. And I feel like if Tampa Bay were to win a Stanley Cup in the next couple years, I think that might have a pretty good story behind it. Obviously, mm. twenty fifteen and then seventeen, and then obviously yeah, last season. Right, right. So, and then you never also, know, man. And then also the story that Braden Holpe went to. He didn't start the first two games of mm-hmm. the playoffs. 
and then he comes through playing insanely hot during the, the entire playoffs. He shut out Tampa twice in a row to win the series. Yeah, that great he, save on Alex Tuck. Yeah, he made the save in game two. It's like every goaltender has the save when they're Tuck at home. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> and the same thing for, like, Jordan Bennington, too, in the St. Louis series. Like, in game seven, he made the save yeah. to win the Stanley Cup. And it's just like, huh, those are those are the moments you live for. So I'm going to transition to my third Stanley Cup final. So I'm going to go back way back when. And I mean like early 2000s for me. So this is in 2003. This is the Stanley Cup finals between the New Jersey Devils and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks when they were called the Mighty Ducks at the time. So the Devils won that series in seven games. And I just just like the first two games, Anaheim was shut out twice. The Devils won both of those games three to nothing. But I just remember in game six where Paul Correa was knocked to the floor by Scott Correa. He goes back to the locker room. Then he scores the goal. And then you hear Gary Thorne on the call says, off the floor, on the board. Oh, it, that, that, Gary Thorne is just amazing, okay? That is the best call I've ever seen. It definitely I've ever is. seen and heard. Dude, I, I watched it the other night. It gave me chills. Yeah. It, it's and, unreal, man. Yeah, if I want to go back and watch a Stanley Cup final, like that's one of the finals I go and watch because it's just both teams were so dominant on home ice and like each game was won by the home team. Yeah, I I believe it was 2001. This is a different series. I think it was Dallas and Jersey. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or no, no, no. That was 2002, right? 2002, I think so. I th- I I'm not entirely sure which one was. Because I know New, Jer- I know there was like stretches where Dallas made the finals twice in a row, then New Jersey made the finals twice in a row. Yeah. So I know Dallas they beat Buffalo, then they lost to Jersey, then Jersey beat. I think Jersey lost to Colorado. Oh, uh, that was in two thousand. Okay. Yeah, and that was when Arnett scored the game winner. Mm, and then yeah. Gary Thorne's like Jason Arnett. Oh yeah. I love that call too. I, That's a good one. Yes. And Sad, sh- even though it's the Devils, but. And then also going back to watching like the uh, two thousand. The 2004 uh, Eastern Conference final between the Flyers and the Lightning. That was a nice final, like specifically game six, because there was a lot of great calls by Gary Thornton. Then I just would imagine if, like, with the new television deal that's apparently supposed to come next season for the NHL, like, if they go back to NBC or to even transition to ABC ESPN again, hell, even if Fox maybe like picks up the NHL, like, right. do, you, do you see Gary Thornton make a comeback to the NHL for broadcasting? Who knows? I mean, I, w- I wish he would get out of Baltimore because that team sucks. Uh, yeah, I know. It's kind of just like, you know. Um, he, I, I, he, But back when the Orioles were in the playoffs and when they won the, the AL East, I believe it was 14 or 12 when they won. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, he, he had some good uh, Orioles calls there, though, when they were, like, in the playoffs when they had uh, Machado. Yeah. He, he's just a good announcer in general, baseball or hockey. I don't think he's ever announced a football or a basketball game, but he's a really good announcer. And, like, just there's so many great calls during his career. Just so many. Imagine him with Doc Emmerich. Oh, man. <laughs> but who would be, the, who would be like, the, the who would be the color commentator, though? I'm not sure. I, th- I, th- I don't think you can have any of those as a color commentator. They both have to be the main guy. Both of them just over talking over top of each other. Just no, like, could you imagine think... they had like a camera like in the, in the room <laughs> and they're like fighting each other for the mic. And then you see Doc just throw a right, right at Gary oh. Thorne. He's just out cold. Oh, that, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. But it's like, I don't think you can have those two on the same broadcast. I think mm. it's like Doc, it's like, I'm not sure who would win for a Stanley Cup final as the main broadcaster. 
because like, I know Doc has been the guy for so long with Eddie Olchek, but it's just like who like if Gary Thorne were to make a comeback, like does he get thrown in right away or do do they stick with the tradition that's been for so long with Doc Emmerich? I have no idea. Because Gary Thorne hasn't been the guy since the finals between Lightning and the Flames. I think I think past that lockout when the NHL transitioned into NBC, Doc Emmerich was always the guy. So who knows if this new television agreement brings back Gary Thorne? I have no idea what'll what'll happen. Ugh, that that'll be that'll be amazing. But I'm gonna transition to my second pick, and you had this pick too, Chris. I'm gonna go to 2011, the Stanley Cup Finals between Boston and Vancouver. That series was weird. Yeah, that, it, that it, was, it was weird. I that was a weird that series. That was a weird series. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like it was the weirdest game in Game One because it's like no score, and then they win like one nothing, right? And in, in like yeah. the dying seconds. Mm-hmm. All right, then it's the weirdest flukiest goal you could see in overtime thomas doesn't even like like it, the puck just goes in he just starts in like skating the, in like the first 10 seconds yeah it, it was it was uh burrows yeah yeah and he he lost it and then he just wrapped it around and tucked it in and and then like and the then bruins Boston. killed them in three and four mm-hmm. and, and every it, home team won that ga- the games in those series until game, game seven. seven yeah 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 tim thomas was ridiculous that series Oh my Tim god! Thomas was on and another level. It was crazy because, the, like, Game Four gave Boston momentum because one they tied the series and yeah. they got Longo pulled. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, they went with Schneider and they lit him up too. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's like, oh my god, because that that gave them like that gave them all sort of life. Because then in Game mm-hmm. Five, it was like they had a decent game, but but Longo shut them out. Yeah. And it was funny because like they there was a because I I watched this earlier I t- I said that earlier about the uh, the championship video mm-hmm. they had it on and they interviewed uh, Claude Julian before Game Five and they were saying are are you like you know are you surprised that Loan goes in he's like you know he, he's like yeah you know like all we're gonna do is just worry about our team and then they go in they ended up losing the game but they win Game Six on home ice and they end up playing Unreal in Game Seven and Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who won the Con Smythe was just phenomenal in that game. He made some great saves. Yeah, and there was, and there's still like I think during those finals, I think there was a discussion that should Vancouver like stick to Luongo at home and then go to Corey Schneider when they go play in Boston? Because right, like right. I know like over the course of the years, like Vancouver like couldn't decide like who was the starting netmire if it was Corey Schneider or if it was Roberto Luongo. It was just like those two. They were good goaltenders. They were a good tandem back then. But it was like <laughs> they were like. Like Luang, like Elaine Vigneault went with his guy. He went with Roberto Luongo. Sadly, it didn't work when they went to TD Garden. Sadly, like Luongo couldn't steal Game Seven for Vancouver. But it's just, and then you then you get the uh, reaction from the Vancouver fans after Game Seven when they go destroy the city. It was just like huh, <laughs> that, Yo, that does make it a memorable final. <laughs> so, who does Elaine Vigneault coach now? Well, he coaches the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the team that was in second place, right? Yeah. And the team that was going to win the Stanley Cup until <coughs> coronavirus. Yeah, dude, dude, you can't cough like that, man. You you have to cough with your with your arm over your over your mouth, man. You can't spread germs. Oh boy. <laughs> I better I uh, better hope you're self quarantining in your room now that you coughed. Oh, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been quarantined since day one, my friend. I wonder how many quarantinis uh, uh, AV had. Oh no. <laughs> God damn it, I hate you. <laughs> Martini, quarantini. That was, that was so bad. 
<laughs> I hear you, the freaking ba-dum-tsh. Ba-dum-tsh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I'm no. sorry, that is. It's so, so stupid. <laughs> okay, onward in the stupid countdown. I'm going to go to number one. And I'm going to choose the 2019 Stanley Cup final between the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins. That It was just a great finals to watch. It's just the the, the entire story for the St. Louis St. Louis Blues for that season being down in, at the bottom of the basement of the NHL around like December January, calling up like their fourth string goaltender in Jordan Binnington. He plays phenomenal. He sparks the team, and they go on an insane run to make the playoffs to finish third place in the Central Division. They go through the playoffs. They beat Winnipeg in round one. They beat Dallas in round two in an overtime by the hometown boy Pat Maroon. They beat, uh, I, I like I, I can't even think right now. <laughs> they beat San Jose in in round three after like one of the most ridiculous calls, like a hand pass that led to a goal, and they still went on to win that series. And then they fight the adversity against the Boston Bruins. They they win the games they have to. Jordan Bennington, like I said earlier, made the save in Game Seven, mm-hmm. and they win their first Stanley Cup. And they played Gloria throughout every single night. They played Gloria. Brandon Shen, I believe. No, Petrangelo had the game-winning goal. Yes, he um, did. Shen had the third goal. Great game, man. Unreal. Gunnarsson I... had the had the overtime winner in game two, mm-hmm. and then they got yeah. smoked in game three. And I just I remember this like series vividly too because I I was home for the I think the first two games the first two or three games of this finals. Then I went to Los Angeles to visit my sister out there. Then we went to the Las Vegas for a couple of days. On the ride between going back to Los Angeles from Vegas, that was game seven. Mm-hmm. And in the car, I, I was like, screw my data plan. I'm going to wa- stream the final like, 10 minutes of the finals. I'm like, oh, St. Louis is up. I'm just going to watch this. So screw my data. I'm going to go full data on here and stream the game. And then like we, we stop at a rest stop. Like, and I'm sh- I'm, me and my dad are watching this as we're walking through the little store. And like, we see the Stanley Cup, the St. Louis Blues win the Stanley Cup. And like... Uh, that was just amazing, but you know what disappointed me in that series? Of mm. uh, the 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 lifting of the Stanley Cup by Petrangelo, it wasn't that exciting, and like it was such a letdown compared to what Ovechkin. Yeah, did. Uh, well, I mean, again, like the story. Like, that's the thing. Like the story behind Ovechkin was yeah. like Petrangelo. Yeah, I mean, it was their first cup in a while. I mean, that does have a pretty good story behind cup, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plus, it was the whole season, and then Bennington and everything, but. I think the reaction after kind of made up for that with Perico, obviously with Layla and stuff like that, and then oh, bringing her on the ice, and it was just such a cool gesture that the Blues did. And then, and then mm-hmm. even before this season when they gave her the cup ring, like that was oh, just definitely. awesome. That was, that was so awesome cool, too. And, and then you also... like, the one thing I hate about that is what those people that always are like, you know, oh, you, you, like those people like on the because it was all over Instagram at the time, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying, uh, um. Oh, you, you know, like, you know, it's old. It's this, you know, she wasn't on the team. It's this now. I'm like, man, like, it, there's a story behind things, and, like, and it's like, when a kid who's going through such a horrible time, yeah, like, you have to do something for them. And definitely, and she, she was a part of the team. Like the players loved her, and she was with the players, so yeah. like she had her involvement with the team, so she deserved the ring, right? And just like. It's just like it's a great story, and like th- th- let those people be stupid. Basically, that just just let them be stupid, because you you can't fix them. 
So right, right. It's so. just like it's just like in that moment, you, that's when you don't say stuff on social media. You just keep your comments to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that's just okay. Yeah, okay. If you want to, if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. You're entitled to whatever you like. Mm-hmm. But keep it to yourself. Obviously, oh, people don't do that in this day and age, and we we all know that. But even still, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. Then also another good story that came out of this finals: you got Ryan O'Reilly winning the Cotton Smythe Trophy after like so many miserable years with the Buffalo Sabers, and like like reporters like going out and they're like saying like, oh, is he like a detriment to any locker room that he goes to? Because it did also start when this Blues were in last place during that stretch earlier in the season, yeah. but then. They all group together, they go win the cup, and he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. So uh, he just basically rat out all those reporters right there by winning the Conn Smythe. It's like, oh, I'm not a locker room detriment. I just won the Conn Smythe and the Stanley Cup for my team. Who's that, O'Reilly you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was crazy, too. It's mm-hmm. just like, dude, come on. And and especially because like the interview he had after the game, I don't know if you saw that. Um, I don't remember what network it was for, but like the way he did it, man, it was so cool. It was mm-hmm. just awesome. I, I feel like at one point he was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it was great. It's funny, too. I think watching the, like their parade on NHL Network, it was it was funny like how so many of them were drunk, especially Pat Maroon. Oh, Pat, my God. And, and uh, hilarious. Who was it? Who was it? I think it was Shen or David Perron, one of them. But they were, like, dancing with the crowd the whole time. And someone was recording them. And it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's... It, it, times like that make me wish, like, Flyers, can you just win a damn cup already so we can have this party down Broad Street? Like, we need it. I, like, I, I need it. Like, <laughs> the stress that has been boiling inside of me just for this team to win a damn cup. It just has to happen. It it just has to happen. <sighs> and, like, going through all these finals, like, makes me think, like, oh, my God, like, the the Flyers like they, like especially like a lot of the Cups finals that I pick were in the 2010s like yeah one of them had the Flyers in it but it's just like oh, the Flyers were so bad during this decade it wasn't even funny oh I know it, it like from 13 to 19 it was just basically like unwatchable mm-hmm. all right and it, so you know how I I I uh, said the thing with O'Reilly the interview yes <laughs> I have to play this <laughs> a defensive clinic to win the Stanley Cup on the road how will you remember this game Oh my God! I, you know, with the way Binner performed there, you know, he was unbelievable. He, that first period, he made unbelievable saves to give us a chance to be got a little mojo going. Um, you know, once we got that lead, we knew we were gonna fucking get it. You know, was, sorry, I'm watching. I so have to. I'm so serious. <laughs> That's just great. Wow. Like, I love I love that stuff. Like oh, seeing definitely. him like come out is like the raw emotion. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> he doesn't mean it, obviously. Oh, <laughs> oh, he definitely means to say it. He just like he, he knows he shouldn't say that on television, but he doesn't right. care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that is amazing. Just uh well, we are getting towards the end of this episode. We just wrapped up our top five countdown and uh like I said, it do, it does make me upset. Like, can the Flyers just win a damn cup? I know, Chris, you're probably feeling the same way. Dude, I... <laughs> Especially now, like, we don't have hockey until, like, the foreseeable future. And, like, we and, like, like for how good the team has been playing. Oh, only one can hope. Only one can hope. Definitely. Only... I mean, how long have we been saying that, though? <laughs> it's like... Uh, too long. Too long. Too long. Uh, I don't know. Because, to me... Oh my god, dude! I just 
check Twitter and there's teams that are like e streaming their the rest of their season. Like the Kings are streaming the rest of their games on NHL 20. <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine if they did that? And that's how who what decides the Stanley Cup? No, thank you. <laughs> Just oh Jesus Christ! Because I I remember I always remember like every time before the playoffs start, EA will always do like their NHL like playoff sim. I remember back in like 2017, the Predators won the, the Stanley Cup, and they did go to the finals. Like sometimes EA awesome. does get it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they had Nashville versus Montreal. Mm-hmm. At Nashville, I think one in like six. And it was in Montreal they won. But one thing I can't stand about that game, though, and and this can tie into the cup celebration, it's the same thing every single year. Oh, every year. You can, you can have the same argument with every sports game. They put no effort into that game besides Hockey Ultimate Team. Oh, God, I hate Hockey Ultimate Team so and much. I don't even play it. Oh, it's that bad. It. it, and, it because it's basically like, here, spend sixty to ninety dollars on our game, and then spend a shit ton of money on coins. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, come on. And it's also coming from a guy that plays MLB the Show Diamond Dynasty. Like I just started for MLB Twenty, but MLB does it differently. Like they don't promote yeah. the, the the microtransactions in their games. They yeah. actually have missions where you can get the get the virtual currency to, from those missions and challenges. To earn enough, like stubs, they call it, and, to and uh, go and, and buy 2K packs like that too, uh, uh, where 2K, you can like two K is terrible. Yeah, oh, I know it's bad, but but I'm saying like currency wise, like you like they promote it, but you can go and you can play stuff and get like VC, I think it's called virtual currency. Oh, but yeah. um, you can definitely crazy. there's definitely that stuff in like NBA two K, but the way two K they promote buying VC. Yeah, that's what I hate. Yeah, about that's, it. yeah, that's that's another thing. It's the same thing with Madden. I mean, they're EA too, but even still, they do the same thing. Yeah, I could bring one of my friends that has been a diehard NBA 2K fan to express how much she hates this game. This <laughs> NBA 2K20, how much she hates it. We, you could go on and an entire episode about that. <laughs> See, <laughs> look, I've never really played 2K that much. I think the only one I had was 16. 2K16 was the only one I had. It was the one where they had like three guys on the cover. I think the last 2K game I bought was either 17 when Kobe was on the cover or 18. I think the last game I bought was 18. Uh yeah, because there, there's been a few where I've I've bought it, but I just got so tired of it. I'm like, I'm never buying this game again. But as yeah. for NHL, I, I have every single game from 06 up. I haven't played all of them, but I have them. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's been like that. For, I've bought every NHL game since, I would say, 2013 when Giroud was on the cover. Yeah, I have. The first game I ever bought was 12, and that's mm-hmm. easily one of my favorite games of all time. For MLB the show, I th- I had MLB 07, 08, and 09. When they transitioned over to PS3 and Xbox 360, I didn't buy it until I think around like MLB the show 12 or 13. And I bought every one since 12 or 13. And they're on 20 right now, and I'm loving 20 every second of it. Even I did unlock a Mike Trout, and I sucked with him. <laughs> you I, stink. I, How? Because he, I, I he go... Te- wait, he texted me the other day. I'm walking to work. And I'm I'm walking to go pick up my paycheck, and he's like, "Dude, I just pulled an F in Mike Trout." I was like, "No, you didn't." And he sends me a picture at 95 over all Mike Trout. It's. it's I was like, when, "Oh when my I god!" Went to, when I went into games with Mike Trout, I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna let the card overpower literally everything." And I would strike out every time because I went into, with with that mindset. And it came to the time where I suck so much with Mike Trout that even I talked to my friends about this. Like, if you got that, Mike, like Mike Trout is the best card in the game. He sells for so much. 
Mm-hmm. And like I had a couple of friends tell me, hey, you should sell that card so you can expand your value and possibly unlock more better players as well. And today I did do that. I did sell my Mike Trout for like over 215,000 stubs. And I got three diamonds out of that. So, and so I still what got, you get? I got Francisco Lindor. He's an 87 overall. I got Pete Alonzo. He's an 85. And I got Nolan Arenado, which is one of the other best cards in the game. I mean, if you're able to get, you know, uh, some more for your buck, then go ahead. Yeah, I still have 100,000 stubs left, and I'm trying to save those. So, like, when, like, more pack, because I know that we're planning to release more stuff this week. I'm Mm -hmm. waiting for that. And we are com- going completely off topic. We're in a, we're a, a Flyers podcast. We're talking about MLB The Show. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? There's no games. I, I understand that, but I'm just like, hey, we're going off topic here. And like I said earlier, we're getting towards the end of this, of this episode. So it was fun talking about our previous Stanley Cup finals, like our best, and going off that little rant about the video game sports industry on how terrible it is. But we will be back here at the Fired Up Podcast to bring you some more updates when the NHL announces some updates on like the latest things to go on with the season and the coronavirus. And we'll bring some more fun things for net future episodes. Next episode, we're going to talk about the best Flyers playoff series, specifically related to Flyers hockey itself. So for this episode of the Fired Up Podcast, I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer. And also one thing. We just made a new website for posting articles. It's called theflyersfix.com. We have a couple of writers for that website. We just put it up. So don't forget to go on go on Google, type in the Flyers, theflyersfix.com to see the latest articles. We're just starting it. literally just started today. So we'll have some articles up there. We're still going over the details, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So and, don't uh, forget to check that out. If you guys have uh, Instagram, you can follow us at the Flyers Fix as well. We'll have a bunch of different posts and some stuff about the other writers, and and you know we'll, we'll, we're gonna go um, and we're gonna get some stuff in these next couple of days, and then we'll have some articles up uh, pretty soon for you guys to enjoy. And definitely that. So for this episode of the Florida Podcast, I'm Amadeo Garcia. He's Chris Mayer, and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>